Somebody give Jesus a Christmas. A Christmas clapping. How are you? Are you clapping your hands? This clapping is not a Christmas one. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you sure you are here this morning? Are you sure you are here? Are you sure this is Christmas? Then clap your hands better and give Jesus praise. Amen. So, walk out of your seat. Some few years ago, when it was Christmas, we could shake one another. We could hug one another. But the devil is a liar. Now you can't even shake. But this morning, at least go around. Give somebody an elbow, give somebody a blow, and say Merry Christmas to the person. Play the same song you are playing again. Go around and wish somebody a Merry Christmas in advance. Somebody give him praise and glory this morning. Oh, I said give him glory. The way you are clapping your hands. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Lift up your Bible. Lift up your Bible. Oh, I didn't say sit down. I, said, I only said lift up your Bible. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hey, if you are parasiting somebody's Bible... Tell the person parasiting your Bible a year by this time. Have your own Bible. Yeah. And if the person is a lady, tell the lady that sell your wig and buy a Bible. Sell your, sell your shoe. Sell your, sell your dress uh, and buy a Bible. Yes. <laughs> if it's a man, tell the person sell your belt. Sell your belt and buy, and buy a Bible. Yes. Lift up your Bible and say, this is my Bible. Come on, say it louder. Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I believe what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I am not a hearer only. I am a doer of the word. Say, by this word, I take my inheritance. I am blessed on every side. Wave your Bible and say a big amen. God bless you. Please be seated. I want to 
move fast so that we use the last few minutes of the time to do some praying. All right. I'm going to be sharing briefly with us on what I call supernatural preservation. I thought you would say amen. <laughs> supernatural preservation. And I'm going to move quite fast because I want us to pray a little. But in this service, we are going to, I'm going to break my messages, my message into three main parts. I'm going to break my message into three different parts or aspects. Number one, we'll be looking at what preservation is. Number two, we'll be looking at preservation from what? What are we being preserved from? And then number three, we'll look at the tools or the agents of preservation. And by way of introduction, I want to say that to every living being or every living human being, preservation is one very, very important thing for you or for us. The preservation of a Christian is highly important. The word preservation also can be translated as to conserve or protection. Preservation could also mean maintenance, care, or safeguarding something, to safeguard something. It means to keep something or keeping or to keep alive. Preservation also means to keep something going. Preservation also means to uphold something or to sustain something. Sustenance. Or to prolong the life of a person or something. So preservation simply means that a life of a person or a thing can be prolonged. Now, the word preservation, please take note of this very important definitions I'm going to give you. To preserve is to maintain something in the original state. So when they say something is preserved or someone is preserved, all it means is that you have been kept in your original state. Is to maintain something or someone in its original state. So, if I'm able to keep this towel very well, and it looks new, and it looks new like the day I bought it, when you look at it, you say, wow, you have preserved it well. In other words, it's been maintained in its original state. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Number two, to preserve is to stop a thing from being corrupted. Or, de or decomposing. You are stopping something from corruption or decomposition. To decompose is to get spoiled or to be rotten. So, for example, almost in every home, there is a fridge. Refrigerator. One of the reasons why we keep a refrigerator is so that we can preserve food and not make it decompose or 
go bad or to stop it from corruption. You know, before the advent of fridges, our parents used to use salt uh, to preserve a thing from spoiling. So, salt is a preservative. So, when we say that somebody has been preserved, it means that you've been stopped from being corrupted or to be decomposed. And number three, to preserve is to keep alive and to make a thing lasting. So, when you have been preserved, it means that you have been kept alive. You have been kept and you have been made to live for long. Your, your life is lasting or a thing is lasting. So, when you preserve your car well, your car will last for long. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Or you, pre, you, you preserve your, your, your clothes. It means that your clothes have lived for long. Is somebody understand what I'm talking about? So, just to give you an idea of what it means to be preserved. Preservation is being kept from danger. So when we say you are preserved, it means that you have been kept away from danger. You have been kept from harm. You have been kept from tragedy. And you've been kept from losses. Should I repeat that again? Or you are okay? Should I repeat it again? Alright. So, to be preserved is to be kept from danger. Or from harm. From tragedy. And losses. So when we say that somebody has been preserved, what it means is that you have been kept away from danger. May you be kept from danger in the name of Jesus. And may you be kept from harm and tragedy and losses in Jesus' name. If you are here with me this morning, say an amen. Are we still together this morning? The plan and purposes of God for your life is as important as as long as you live. I don't care how powerful God's plan for your life is. If you are not preserved, you will not live to see that plan manifest. And if you and if you are made to be corrupted and you decay, that plan and purpose for your life will not be important. A story is told of this young preacher who was highly anointed and received many prophecies from different people of how God was going to use him to reach the ends of the world. And this young guy was so much on fire and doing great things for God. But unfortunately, he did not take care of his body, his physical body. And one time, he was struck by a terminal disease because of an abuse of his body. And he said, he made this very powerful statement. He said, my oil is fresh. And my prophecy is guaranteed. Everything is intact. But the body to manifest the glory is down. So, you can have a prophecy hanging over your head. But you must be preserved to see that prophecy manifest. This morning, I came with a sure word from God for you. That may you be preserved in the name of Jesus Christ. I need you to say amen. As you say amen, receive that grace of preservation. In Job chapter 14 and verse 14. Job 14, 14. He said. 
if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed, all the days of my appointed time, will I wait till my change come. You need to be alive and preserved to see the change happen. Because the way you are today is not how you are going to be forever. Oh, come on here. I said how you are today is not how you are going to be the rest of your life. But if you are going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, then you must be like Job. Job said, if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait. Receive the grace to wait to see your change happen. In Job chapter 11 verse 18, Job 11, 18 and 19. Give me in the NIV. Let's read it from the NIV. He said, you will be secure. You will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. You will take your rest in safety in Jesus' name. You will lie down with no one to make you afraid. And many will court your favor. Many people will look for your favor. Anything that threatened your life this morning, I declare that no one shall make you afraid in the name of Jesus Christ. The things that threatened you and made you afraid, as God preserves you, that thing shall be no more in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout, I am preserved. Come on, I can't hear you. Lift up your hand and shout, I am preserved. Say, my family is preserved. My life is preserved. Clap your hands and shout a big amen. In John chapter 10 and verse 10a, John 10, 10, the first part, it says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Hear me, child of God. You need preservation because there is a thief. The Bible didn't call him a thief. In fact, the, the Bible calls him the thief. So he's not one of the thieves. He is the major thief. He is the father of all thieves. His agenda is simple. To come in, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is why you need a preserver. Because the devil never, never gets tired of looking for who to steal from. The devil is never tired of looking for who to kill. The devil is never tired of looking for who to destroy. But thanks be to God, we have a blood that preserves us. The Bible says that the blood speaks better things. And this morning I declare over you, if salt can preserve, if a human fridge can preserve, then the blood of Jesus will preserve you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand if you are the one and shout a big hallelujah. So, what does God preserve us from? What does God preserve us from? The first thing God preserves us from is from untimely death. God preserves us from untimely death. Is somebody learning something this morning? I need you to concentrate and don't don't wonder about. Focus and listen to this carefully. 
I believe strongly that God wants somebody to hear this word. And God is doing something because he sent his word ahead of what he will do. In Psalm 79 verse 11. Psalm 79 verse 11. The Bible says, let the shining of the prisoners come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. He said, God, according to the greatness of your power, preserve anybody, preserve those that are appointed to die. It means that death is an appointment. And this death will only take you if he has an appointment with you. But the good news is that you every appointment you can either accept or reject the appointment. I can give Kojo an appointment today that from tomorrow you are a staff in this office. But he can decide to accept the appointment or to reject the appointment. This morning, I need you to reject every appointment of death. I don't like the way you said that. Amen. I said, you must reject every appointment with death. He said, by the greatness of your power, preserve anyone who is appointed to die. There are people whose time is not yet due, but the enemy will always give them an appointment to take them off before their time. Malabaradakabaya. But this morning in the name of Jesus, I pray for anybody who is connected to this oil and connected to this house. And I declare in the name of Jesus, in your house, there shall not be any premature cry. Nobody will be made to die before their time in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are here with me, lift up your hand and shout your loudest, Amen. Every appointment with death, the Bible says, preserve those who are appointed to die. And listen, when people are appointed to die, anything can kill them. Anything can kill people when they are appointed to die. There is a story told about this young guy who was going on a flight to Kumasi. Alright? And somehow he missed his flight. And when he missed his flight, he was so devastated. He went and went back home. The following day, he decided to join a bus. He had a dream that the bus had crashed. So he decided that he would drive by himself. So he drove by himself and he still died. Am I talking to somebody right now? Not too long ago, some... I, I, Around Dakuma, my sister lives around Dakuma. And I heard a story. My, I went one day, my sister, I think about two years ago, was telling me a story of this house that was just close to the roadside. A lady and the children were in their room. An articulator car entered, skipped off the road, hit their house, and killed them in their room. In their room. When people are appointed to die, anything can take them. That is why you need to be sensitive and always trust God. That his preserving power will keep you from harm. He said, oh God, 
by the greatness of your power, preserve those who are appointed to die. In the name of Jesus, if death have made an appointment with you, with your children, with your family, this morning I declare that appointment is cancelled. I said the appointment is cancelled. Clap your hands and shout it is cancelled. So, God preserves us from untimely death. Can I pray for you this morning? That when you go out, you shall come back safely. When your children step out, they shall return safely. I pray for everybody here this morning. That by air, you shall be preserved. On the road, you shall be preserved. When you travel by sea, you shall be preserved. In your going out, you shall be preserved. You must live to see God's word for your life come to pass. That is why I declare over you, receive preservation from premature death. Lift up your hand and shout your loudest, amen. Sit down. The second thing God preserves us from is from accidents and robbery. Accidents and robbery. At a certain time, there is an activation of the spirit of accident because there is something we call spirit thirsty for blood blood thirsty demons activated causing accidents everywhere it is not just because it is Christmas and people are drunk some of the people who get accidents they, 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 don't, they are not drunk, they don't drink it is a spirit and it can be domestic accident it can be car accident it can, be, it can be any accident, but you need God to preserve you from the spirit of accidents and robbery. When thieves come to your neighborhood and they venture on your house, may the preserving power of God cause them to remain like statutes until they are arrested. You didn't hear what I said. I said, may the Holy Ghost arrest them and stand until the morning, may God cause them to stand until they are arrested. Lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. A thousand will fall to your side. Ten thousand to your right hand. It shall never come near you. Anything you have not given to anybody, may it not be taken away from you. And if anybody has taken anything from you, may that thing be returned back to you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and shout Hallelujah preservation from accident and robbery. There is also preservation from strange and sudden attacks. Strange and sudden attacks. You see, people will just be walking. Then suddenly, something happens. Recently, I went to pray for somebody who, who was struck with stroke. The strange thing is that the things we know as normal people that causes stroke, the person did not have any of this. Usually they will say, either your pressure went up or your sugar. When the person was rushed to the hospital, the sugar was normal. The blood pressure was normal. In fact, they ran a test on the person. Everything was normal. But the person had a stroke. And even the doctor said they don't understand the stroke. There are arrows flying. They call it strange attacks. Sudden attacks. Things happen to people suddenly. People collapse suddenly. Things happen. 
you are preserved in the name of Jesus Christ. Preservation from sicknesses. Preservation from sicknesses. God preserves his people from sicknesses. Preservation from failure. You must be preserved from failure. That's one of the things God preserves us from. Or one of the things we need to be preserved from. From the spirit of failure. There are some who are, who are, who are facing failure on a regular basis. Everything is failing. Marriage is failing. Life is failing. Children are failing. Everything is failing. Your health is failing. Finances is failing. And sometimes you can see it's as if everything around you is going the opposite direction. That is a spirit that is released. And God wants to preserve us from this spirit of failure. Anything going in the wrong direction from today, may it begin to turn in the right direction. Preservation from setbacks and disappointments. From setbacks and disappointments. Setback simply means that you go forward one step, you come back two steps. You look into your life 10 years ago till now, you've not made any progress. In fact, you can see that you are going backwards. That is a spirit of setback. Disappointment. Anybody who promises you something good ends up disappointing you. You are a lady. A guy proposes to you, I want to marry you. Not long, they change their mind. You are a guy, you propose to a lady, they accept your proposal. Later on, they come back and change the, they tell you that we are no more interested. Why? They, they have no reason, but they just are not interested. The devil is a liar. People promise you, oh, I'm going to sign this. I'm going to give you this appointment. Don't worry. Come tomorrow. You go tomorrow and the person is there and you tell them, tell him or her, I am not around. That is a demon. You dream and every dream you have is a good one, but the manifestation is always negative. You dream that you have the, that opportunity. You dream that the door is open. You dream that your children are doing well. But always, the manifestation is a negative one. That is a spirit of disappointment and setbacks. This morning, let it be cancelled in the name of Jesus Christ. I thought you would say your loudest amen in the house. What is it that God wants to preserve us from? Evil wishes and evil expectations of men. Evil wishes and evil expectations. You will be a big joke or joker if you thought that everybody in this world is wishing you well. The Bible says that Jesus, he committed himself to no man because he knew what was in the heart of man. Jeremiah says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And sometimes, the truth of the matter is that if the mind's construction could be read on the face, we would have all been very careful. I like the way they say it in Chi. Senipati your boyfriend and your payment with your woman. But the truth of the matter is that you cannot assume that everybody is happy with you. You can't assume that everybody is wishing you well. 
There are people who are speaking in tongues and praying. But their prayer is that you must lose something so that they will take it. I don't know if I've told you the story before. Of this lady who went to a pastor and told the pastor that God says, God told me that your wife is not for you. And that I should have married you. Not a dream. Philip Kadochi. He told one country church member, told the pastor. And the pastor rebuked her. She went and came back another time. She said, Pastor, I am praying. I know something will happen and you will come back and marry me. Am I talking to somebody here? So, for you to think that oh, all is well. Listen. In God we trust, every other man we observe. It will be the height of ignorance to think that the way you are going, everybody is okay with it. It will, be, it will be the height of ignorance to think that the way people like you and the way, you know, very soon they can see that you complete university and this will happen and things are happening. It is a height of ignorance to think that everybody is happy with it. And there are people whose prayer is that something should go wrong. When they see you and your husband, they are praying. That, and some of them are wishing that the man will go and commit adultery or the woman should commit adultery so that there will be disgrace and then there will be divorce. Evil wishes and expectations. God will preserve you. I don't like your amen. I said God will preserve you. Look at somebody and tell the person, God will preserve me. Did the person hear you? Tell another person, God will preserve me. Oh, yes. And say to yourself that God will preserve me. Every evil wishes, anybody wishing you evil, may it backfire in the name of Jesus Christ. Anybody with an evil expectation. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 28 that after the snake had bitten Paul, the people were waiting they were waiting to see how Paul would fall down and die. But they waited for long and nothing happened to him. This morning I prophesy over your life. Your evil expectants will wait for a very long time. I said they will be disappointed in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and shout a big hallelujah. Sit down. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. 2 Timothy 4, 18. The Bible says, The Lord shall deliver me. Hmm? Let's read it together. Can you please look on the screen? Let's read together. Ready, go. Listen. Don't, don't read it like you are reading. Read it like you are praying a prayer and you are making a prophecy into your life. Ready, go. And the Lord... Yes. Amen. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. This prayer you have uttered, it shall happen in your life in Jesus' name. He says, and the Lord shall deliver me from every 
every evil work and will preserve me. The Lord will preserve you. Unto his heavenly kingdom. Anyone planning to destabilize you, they are working very hard, but it shall come to nothing. Oh, because the Lord will preserve you. Hallelujah. So, the devil is a very bad devil. And don't think that the devil is satisfied with evil. Listen, child of God. When you, when you allow the devil and he touches your finances, you think he, he will end there. He doesn't end there. After he touches one, if he touches your finances, get ready, he will come for your children. You think you'll be satisfied? No. Get ready, he will come for your health. After that one, get ready, he will come for one thing or the other. If you don't know, ask Job. If you don't know, ask Job. In one day, he came for all his seven sons. In one day, he came for all his properties. In the same day, he came after his marriage. In the same day, he came after his servants. In the same day, he came after his health. But God preserved his life. And God made sure that whatever the devil took, Job had a double restoration. I prophesy over your life. Receive the blessing of the double in the name of Jesus. Somebody say preservation. Come on, somebody shall preserve me, Lord. So what are some of the agents God uses to preserve his people? What are some of the agents God uses to preserve his people? Number one, the word. Or his word. The word of God is a preserver. I have a problem with Christians who don't love the word. I have a problem. Listen, when you come to church and you realize that during preaching time you are sleeping, the devil wants to destroy you. Yeah. I don't care your age. Because if the devil can steal the word away from you, he can have your life. You remember the parable of the sower? All the others that did not fall on good ground, they were extinguished. They were destroyed. And that is what happens. If you don't allow the word of God to fall on your life and do well with you, you'll be extinguished. So I always tell people, no matter how busy you are in church, if you are too busy to hear the word, then the devil is after you. In fact, don't be too busy. Don't be too busy to the extent that you didn't have time to listen to the word of God. That's why most of the times when I'm preaching and I see people walking around, I get so, I get so worried. The reason is because these people are joking with their lives. And these are the ones who come to say that, Lord, we have followed you, we have served you, and we didn't see anything. How will you see something? Because God is not a magician. He operates on the principles of his word. So if you have no word, you have no grounding for the manifestation of the miracles of God. But if you have word, you did hear what I said. I said, if you have word, come rain or shine, it shall be well with you. May the word of God bear fruit in your life. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Are you sure you are here in church? Ask somebody, are you in church? Ask somebody, are you in church? 
Or you are thinking of your Christmas jollof. Ask somebody, are you in church? Or you are thinking of the jollof, Christmas jollof. No. Hallelujah. The word in Psalm 107, verse 20. Psalm 107, verse 20. He says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Listen to me, child of God. The word of God preserves. So any arrow of sickness that the enemy sent after you, he sent his word as I'm teaching this morning, as I'm preaching right now, the word of God is bringing healing to your body. Hallelujah. And he says, and the same word also delivered them from their destruction. Every destroyer sent by your enemies, once they encounter that the person they came to has word in them, the destruction is returned back to the destroyer. That is why you can be preserved in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive supernatural preservation now. That is why in Perez chapel, we don't believe in take this, go and take lime, go and put under your bed, you'll be protected. No, we don't, we don't believe in that. If pro, look, you can put your Bible huh, under your pillow and sleep. You know why? Because it is the word in your heart. That is what pushes the enemy away. Am I speaking to somebody right now? So if you, that's why in Perez Chapel, we will never, you know, some, they say, oh, I need to rub your whole body with oil. Hmm? And you see men rubbing, smearing oil on women's breasts and bottles. Because you need protection. If you like, let us take you to the river Jordan, soak you in the river Jordan and bring you back. Drink the water from the river Jordan morning, afternoon and night. If you have no word, the devil will come after you. But when you have the word in you, when the devil comes after you, and he says, like he said to Jesus, it is written that he will give his angels charge over thee. Then Jesus also said, it is written, this morning I prophesy over you. When the devil comes in one way, by the word, the enemy will scatter. Clap your hands and shout, I am preserved. Yeah. And listen to this. Jesus is the word personified. Jesus himself is the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and of truth. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the word himself. So when we say you have the word, the more word you have, it means the more Jesus you have in you. Hallelujah. Oh man, I feel so excited this morning. I said I feel so excited this morning. This Christmas season, as you eat chicken, may you eat double of the word of God. You see that one? You couldn't say amen. I said as you eat chicken, may you eat the word of God double in the name of Jesus. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 18. Ah, Rampani, 
we have about so many minutes to close the service, but they say my time is up. That's what they are saying. Are you, are you against me or for me? Whoever is there, are you for me or against me? <laughs> Please have mercy on me. Alright. So in John chapter 10 verse 18, the Bible says that no man taketh it from me. Jesus was talking about his own life. He said, but I lay it down myself and I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. And he was talking about this commandment, this word, this word, this word. Commandment is simply words. Is that right? Come on, talk to me. Is that correct? So he was saying that this word have I received from my father. The word I've received from my father is that I have the power to lay down my life and to take it up again. Listen, when you also have the word, what it means is that you can decide to put down your life or to take it up again. That is why Paul, when he wanted to die, he said that now I have run the race and I've finished the course. I am ready to be offered. The man decided when he would die. I pray in the name of Jesus. No witch in your village will determine when you will go away. Nobody. Because if I have the same commandment Jesus had, he said that this commandment have I received of the Father, that I have the power to lay down my life and to take it up again. My God, what it means is that no sickness can take my life. No demon can take my life. No devil can take your life. Are you here with me this morning? I said no challenge can take your life. No witch in the family can take your life. Your life cannot be taken from you. Lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. I prophesy over you. No devil can take your marriage. They cannot have your family. They cannot take your destiny. You have the power to lay down your life and to take it up again. I prophesy. When they bring death, I will live longer and longer. Lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Since I have the power. I have the power to lay it down and to take it up again. And he said this, you see, if Jesus had said that it is because I am Jesus, it would have been a different thing. But when he added that this commandment have I received. Ha. Huh, I have received the same commandment. I can also decide to lay it down or to take it up again. From today, I put a mark on you. The mark is that you are unkillable. You are not destroyable. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shout your loudest amen. The word brings supernatural light to tackle the forces of darkness. The word of God brings light. Light that arrests the forces of darkness. Look at this. Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Am I teaching the word of God to somebody this morning? Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, verse 130. Psalm 119, verse 130. He says, the entrance of thy word gives light. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8. The Lord. 
yes, the Lord sent a word into Jacob and it has lightened and it has lighted upon Israel. The, word, the Lord sent a word and the word has created a light. <laughs> and listen, you know why this is very, very important? Because the assignment of the word of God is to pierce every darkness in your life. So it is important you have the word because the word of God pierces the darkness. In the book of John, chapter 1, it says, and the light shineth through the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. So when you have the light, no matter the darkness the enemy creates, when you appear, all you need is a word. The word will turn on the lights. When you don't have a word, you cannot be preserved. You, you see, when you don't have a word, you always be running from pillar to post. But that's the truth. When you don't have a word, you're always running around. Pray for me. Man of God, pray for me. Man of God, pray for me. Man of God. Then the man of God will be telling you, bring 200 Ghana. Bring 500 Ghana. Then they will be telling you, um, go, go and bring your car. Let me drive it for one week. If not, your car will have an accident. Don't reduce your intelligence for emotional stupidity just because you don't have the word. Am I talking to somebody here? Don't reduce, don't reduce yourself to emotional stupidity and allow people to be tossing you and making fun of you. How can a whole educated woman go and stand in front of an uneducated somebody and tell the person will tell you strip, then you remove your clothes? stupidity. Oh, why? Well, it's too early. Eh? I shouldn't say stupidity. Give me another word for it. You give me a better word. It's stupidity. And why is it still stupidity? Buffoonery. Yes. Yeah. So, remove your pioto. Then you two go and stand there. Then you remove your pioto. What are you looking for? When your husband even wants to have sex with you, see the way your husband suffers. He will be begging you. Oh, how much you could be? Hey, the unmarried people close your ears. Hmm? They will be begging you. How much you could be? How They say, oh, no, no, my bread, my bread. I, I got a headache. I got a headache. I got a headache. I got a headache. Then you move from your house, carry your own body. Walk, John, 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 John. Then you go and stand in front of a so-called prophet. Then he tells you that soon, soon, you may be sipper. You are tired, and I mean, you may be mouth. Oh, yeah. Then you remove your dress. You say, I shouldn't say stupidity. So, what is it? In fact, if there is something worse than stupidity, I would have used that one. A whole educated man. Then you go, then. Then somebody who have not brushed his teeth for the past five years, he will mix things and then do then mix it and then give it to you, then you drink. All I need is a word. I said, if you carry the word of God, it will pierce every darkness. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. What anybody could not do for you, may the word of God turn it for your life. 
If you are clapping your hands, clap your hands better. In Genesis chapter 1, and the earth was without form and darkness, and the, and the word said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, let there be light, and darkness disappeared. Every darkness in your life, I command it to disappear. Somebody shout every game, man. So, to allow yourself to be killed by the devil or to be destroyed by an enemy, huh? to allow yourself to be harassed by small, small witches from your family, it's like you coming to tell us in church one day that in your house, the chicken in your house have killed your goat. War, egbetoe. Huh? Or your goat have killed your bulldog in the house. That, that's what it means. Or simply put, a chicken went from the house to the forest and killed a lion. How can a chicken kill a lion? Is that possible? So how can the witch in your family destroy your life? I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Let every spiritual attack on your life come to an end now. Clap your hands and shout your loudest amen. Let me go on. The second service, I'll continue from a different place. But let me give you the second agent of preservation quickly. Number two is purpose. Purpose is one of the instruments God uses to preserve lives. Knowing your purpose. In Acts chapter 27 verse 21, Acts 27, 21, the Bible says, but after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, says, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from create and to have gained this harm and loss. Verse 22. And now I exhort thee to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. Verse 23. For there stood by me this night an angel of God whose I am and whom I serve saying, fear not, Paul, thou must appear before Caesar. Paul, the reason why nobody will die, the reason why you will be preserved is because you have a heavenly assignment to stand before Caesar. When you know your purpose, nothing sent to take you will succeed. But when you live without purpose, any wind can carry you away. The tragedy in the church is that we have too many people who just live by the day and have no plan. They don't know what God has for them. But the day you discover that, hey, I am not just around here for, for nothing. I have a reason. I have a purpose. That day, that purpose will keep you for a very long time. If you are clapping your hands, clap it well. And see, this is what happened to Paul. 
in Acts chapter 9, when he met Jesus on his way to Damascus, one of the first questions Paul asked Jesus, one of the questions Paul asked Jesus in verse 6, Acts 9 verse 6, the Bible says that, and he trembling and astonished said, this is, you know, at the beginning, Jesus appeared to him and he said, why are you persecuting me? It is hard to kick against the pricks. The pricks. And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you, you are persecuting. And then Paul now says, ask Jesus. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? What do you want me to do? What is my assignment? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? I want to submit to you this morning that the reason why Paul was preserved again and again and again in the face of death is because Paul had the purpose. He was not ready to give up. The day he accomplished his purpose, he knew it. So he could now say that I am ready to be offered. When you don't know your purpose, you give up when you are supposed to be fighting. When you don't know your purpose, every small thing, I've given up. When you don't know your purpose, every small thing, I've stopped the choir. I've stopped the church. I won't be a counselor anymore. I, I, I won't join the tambourine department anymore. Small thing. You said, eh, I won't marry again. Small thing. Eh, I'm leaving. I'm going to my mother's house. Please sit down and discover what is your purpose. You don't know your assignment. Every small chicken is chasing you out of your assignment. Every small witch is chasing you out of your destiny. Every small demon is chasing you out of your inheritance. But the day you discover your purpose, you will tell the devil, I know why I am here. You can do your worst. I am not going anywhere. I am staying here until I finish my assignment. Receive the grace to stay for long. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? People who marry. Hey, smart thing, hey, I won't marry again. Shame on you. Hmm? Three days old demon is chasing you out of your marriage and you are running. You stayed in the church. You don't even know why God brought you here. Every smart thing, it's someone you are on. Are you are you serious? Ask somebody, are you serious? No, no, ask the person. The way you're asking the person, you now you are not serious. Ask another person. Are, are you serious? Eh? I like the way they say it sometimes. Like, ask somebody, like seriously. Say, say to somebody, say hello. Like seriously. <laughs> huh? Every small thing. Majai. <laughs> Majai. You are cutting with somebody. Small trouble. Eh? What is the trouble? Uh? The last time I told him to buy me credit, 20 Ghana cities. He only bought 5 Ghana. The last time too, I said I wanted fried rice. He, he, he didn't buy me fried rice. He only bought me check check. And so, me, this thing, this relationship, I'm not interested. The way he has started, he's going to trouble my life. Shame on you. Fried rice girl. 20 city girl. Your purpose is bigger than fried rice. Your assignment is bigger than fried rice. Can I hear a lady shout yes in the house? Uh, bro bro brother, I, I don't think we can continue with this, this, this relationship again. Oh, 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 why can't we continue? In fact, I've been waiting that you will get a car. But the way you are always walking up and down, anytime you come to my house, there is so much dust on your shoe. And my, my friends have been laughing at me. My, my friends have been saying to me that 
your, your boyfriend comes to my house with Okada. So me, this, this, this kind of thing, I want somebody with a car. If you can buy a car, yeah, then, 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 we, then we can continue, please. So please. Huh. If you're a guy and you go with an Okada, when you get down from the Okada, appear like you came with a Mercedes-Benz. Somebody shout yes. Somebody say, I carry purpose. The reason why God allowed you to cross over from Corona 2020 to 2021 is because you have a purpose. Uh-uh, you didn't hear what I said. I said because your purpose is not accomplished yet. The reason why 2021, a lot of things happened. The enemy wanted to kill you many times. But every time they tried, God protected you. It's because you still have an assignment. The reason why in 2022, you will not die before your time. The year 2023, you'll still be around. 2050, you'll still be around. It's because you still have an assignment. If you are the one, lift up your hand and shout, I am the one. So don't let small, small things. Look, when I see people's resolve and people's tenacity, I know. Last time, I was talking to a gentleman about, sit down about evangelism and I was telling the man I was telling the guy that look when you are, was asked, the guy asked me how come that when you go and talk to people they are able to come to church when I say I've tried I've not even gotten one person and I said part of the problem is that when you are going I, I look at your steps it's as if you are going to beg it's like you, don't, you are not sure what you are going to do he said oh is that so I said yes I said there is no fire in your eyes and there is no spring in your steps you must appear like somebody who, who has the whole world at his command? And you have come to help you. I've come. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Don't go looking for a job. Oh, look at you. I don't like dull people around me. That dullness simply means I don't like people who don't have purpose around me. They slow you down. They take you back. They waste your energy. They drive you crazy. When you have one person who has purpose around you, the person may not have money. The person may not have a car. The person may not have anything. But the person has purpose. Hey, give the person a little time. A year by this time, you will meet that same person. And he's changing everything around. You will be that person. I said, you shall be that person. Let me read this scripture for you and then we'll end it here. I'll continue in the second service. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 16. Downwards. Very, very important scripture. He said, I say again, let no man think of me a fool. Just listen, I'm going to read a long passage of scripture. And the, the word will speak for itself. He said, let no man think that I am a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool, receive me. Even if you think I'm a fool, just receive me. That I may boast a little. So Paul is going to boast about himself. Paul is going to boast. So look at his boasting. That which I speak, I speak not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting. So he said that what I'm going to say, I'm not going to say it because the Lord has told me to say it. But I'm foolishly going to boast small. <laughs> I'm 
Hey, Paul. Paul, yeah. When I meet him, I'll ask him, small man, how do you write like that? Verse 18. He said, seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will, also, I will glory also. So he's saying that I've seen so many people boasting about fleshly things. So let me also boast after fleshly things. That's what Paul is saying. So, verse 19. For ye suffer fools gladly, you tolerate fools happily, seeing ye yourselves are wise. Verse 20. For ye suffer, if a man bring you into bondage, or if a man devour you, if a man make you, if a man take you, of, take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face, verse 21, I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak. Habit, wherein so ever any is bold, I speak foolishly. I am bold also. Verse 22, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Verse 23, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as I speak as a fool. I am more. In labor, more abundant. So now he has started boasting. So now Paul is bragging. Look at the things he's bragging about. I, in labor, in labor, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. Do you know the stripes he's talking about? Beating. He's saying that I've been beaten <laughs> more than anybody. Hmm? In prison, more frequently. I've been imprisoned more times. In depths, often. I've faced depth. I've seen death face to face so many times. Of the Jews received, of the, of the Jews five times received I 40 stripes save one. It means that the Jews, the Jews have a way of whipping people in public. You cannot beat somebody more than 39 stripes. He said five times they give me stripes. 39 stripes. Five different times. Thrice I was beaten with rod. Once I was stoned and thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day. I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the hidden, in perils of in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which come upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended that I am not bent? If, <laughs> if I must need glory, I will glory in these things concerning my infirmities. So Paul was saying that, look, I have not given up. You think I'm a fool? You small thing, then they are boasting and making trouble here in the church. Paul said, wait a minute, let me tell you something. If anybody has suffered, I've suffered more. There was a time they beat Paul. The people thought he was dead. They stoned him. They thought he was dead. When Paul got up, he cleaned the dust off himself and remembered, I have an assignment. My purpose is to meet Caesar. I have not met Caesar yet. I cannot die. He got up and continued his journey. Three times, shipwreck. We only know of the shipwreck in Acts 28, 27 and 28. But Paul was saying that three times he suffered shipwreck. He almost died in the sea. He said several times I've been naked. So many times armed robbers attacked me. But in all these things, Paul has still not died. Why? Because once you have purpose, 
you don't give up easily. If what happened to Paul had happened to any of us, oh yeah, is that correct? From today, understand this, that the devil will definitely come after you, but your purpose will keep you alive in Jesus' name. Are you blessed this morning? Come on here. Are you blessed this morning? Are you sure? You ask somebody, are you blessed this morning? What, what did the person say? Somebody say supernatural preservation. Oh, somebody say preservation. I pray in the name of Jesus. Your marriage is preserved. I said your marriage is preserved. Your children are preserved. Your future is preserved. Your health is preserved. Your finances preserved. Your going out preserved. Your coming in preserved. Your business preserved. Your life is preserved. You are preserved on every side. Hey, you are preserved. It may look as if you are going down, but I declare the hand of God will preserve you. Receive preservation in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and shout, I am preserved. Lift up your hands. Let's pray for five minutes. Before we close the service. Oh, God is able to preserve. Oh my God. When you live here today, don't be easily swayed. No. The hand is preserving you. Lift up your hands, church. And declare after me, say in the name of Jesus. I need you to pray this prayer. Say in the name of Jesus. Say it louder. Say in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, my life is preserved. My destiny is preserved. My family is preserved. In the name of Jesus, every attack of the devil, accidents, distraction, setbacks, in the name of Jesus, I am preserved. Spirit of failure, premature death, strange attacks, evil wishes, right now, I declare, I am preserved. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Yes. Speak your preservation. Speak your preservation. Yes. Speak your preservation. I want you to pray in the name of Jesus. Supernatural preservation. Supernatural preservation. Supernatural preservation. In the name of Jesus. Declare that your future is preserved. You will not go down. Yes, you will not go down. In the name of Jesus, premature death will not take your life. You are preserved. Your children are preserved. Your family is preserved. In the name of Jesus. Ayada 
Likati barusa talabaya. Maya dikapaya dadada. Labashan dikapara dapaya. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Let there be preservation. Let somebody's life be preserved. Let somebody's destiny be preserved. Let your family be preserved. Let your going out be preserved. Let your coming in be preserved. In the name of Jesus, we speak preservation. In the name of Jesus, we declare preservation. Preservation by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I wanted to pray for somebody. But don't hold the person's hand. But choose a partner. I want you to pray for the person. The Lord preserve this life in Jesus' name. I didn't hear your amen. If you notice the person is not praying for you, leave the person and pray for yourself. But you are praying the Lord, let this person's blessings be preserved. Come on here. I say let this person's blessings be preserved. Let their health be preserved. Let their destiny be preserved. Let their children be preserved. Let their families be preserved. Open your mouth and pray for the person right now. Just for one minute, pray for the person. In the name of Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands over the person. And declare preservation. Yes. You will not die before your time. Nobody shall die before their time. Nobody shall die before their time. In the name of Jesus, we declare it shall not happen. It cannot happen. It shall not happen. Every sickness in your body, in the name of Jesus, let your life be healed. Let your body be healed. Let your blessing be preserved. Let your husband be preserved. Let your wife be preserved. Let your children be preserved. Let your going out be preserved. Be preserved from accidents. Be preserved from robbers. Be preserved from strange attacks. Be preserved from sicknesses. Be preserved from the spirit of failure. Be preserved from setbacks. Be preserved from disappointment. Be preserved from every evil wishes and the expectations of men. In the name of Jesus, we declare preservation. We declare preservation. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen. If you are clapping your hands, clap it well. But shout your loudest amen. Look at your neighbor and make this confession to him or her. Say to the person in the name of Jesus. Come on, it's a prophecy. Look at the person. Say, in the name of Jesus. You are under divine preservation. I am telling you today. According to the word of God. That every appointment. With death. Is cancelled. From today. You are preserved. From accident. From armed robbers. From thieves. Say my neighbor. Are you looking at the person? If the person cannot look at you. The person is a suspect. Say to the person look at me. From today. You are preserved. From strange women. From strange men. You are preserved. From sicknesses. You are preserved. 
from failure. You are preserved from sudden attacks. You are preserved from setbacks, from disappointment. Say to the person, my friend, from today, you are preserved. Every evil wishes of people against you, the, the witches in your family, the evil expectations, I declare by the God of Perez, you are preserved. Shout it to your hearing, say you are preserved. Say it for the last time, you are preserved. Clap your hands and shout a big amen. I am preserved. Oh, I am preserved. From today, when you dream and you see yourself dead, when you wake up, just say, just say it to yourself. Say it loudly. Say, I, I am not the one. It was my enemies that were dead. <laughs> huh? You are blessed in Jesus' name.